Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, Al Pacino. Hooah! I just, I, I never remember that I say a different name until I'm saying it out loud. And I only said it because I watched Serpico for the first time last night. We're off to a crazy start. Anyway, thank you. Uh, for continuing to watch the show, or if you're a new member, God, I hope you're new. Imagine that's it, Nicole. We've got the maximum amount of viewers and listeners, and now we can no longer add people anymore to this vehicle. Um, anyway, this is a this is a show where I uh, get your suggestions and things to rant about. Where I also just rant about anything I want, honestly. And it's it's been fun so far, and we're drinking. While we do it, uh, I say we because I'm joined by my trusty producer, Nicole Lyons. Hello. And today we're going, listen, this is going to be, this if, this if this podcast has taught me anything so far, it's that as good of a cocktail mixologist as I am, um, you know, you really just don't want to fuck with the classic. So we're back again to just the classic Cadillac Mike Feeney patented margarita. And... I don't know if you noticed a little difference today, Nicole, from the last time I made you a margarita. It is sans the coconut um, in it. And also, I don't know if you tasted a little, a little effervescence, a little, uh, a little sparkle, perhaps. I added a little splash of club soda in it, which is my fun little trick. You got just the Grand Marnier, fresh lime juice, tequila, and... Um, Agave nectar and then a little bit of club soda. Give it a little fizz. Doesn't it make it taste like a fun little adult soda? It really does. It's so good. I'm not just saying this. I would be fine with just getting rid of all other drinks in my life to just have this like be the go to. Well, this is probably going to be. We're just going to be a margarita podcast. That's, <laughs> if I don't get sponsored by Jose Cuervo by episode ten, I'm officially pissed, and they'll be on the fuck that person list. So the clock is ticking, Jose Cuervo. Right now. Leave them alone, but until you might, you mm, be careful. Um, anyway, welcome to the show again, and thank you so much for those of you who have left a, a positive review on iTunes. Leave a five star review. Go to the uh, you know, follow the show. Tell some friends about it. Go to the YouTube, youtubecom Comedy. I put them. Um, we premiere every episode at noon uh, Eastern Standard Time on uh, Tuesdays, so you can hang out and watch it live or not, or just watch it later. I don't care. Leave a thumbs up, leave a comment, do all the algorithm bullshit stuff. I know some people actually literally wrote just commenting to help the algorithm. You don't understand. I love that. That's great. I mean, fully support that, uh, that uh, you know, I was going to say adventure, but I, I wanted to say venture. When do you use venture in a sentence besides venture capitalist, Nicole? When would you use it? Um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of switch adventure and venture out at inappropriate times. Yeah, you just get rid of the ads. Yeah. That's it. If you paid $1.99, you get ads free. <laughs> you get just the venture, no ads on your adventure. Um, all right. Now, there's a lot of things that have been happening in this last week that have just pissed me right the hell off, okay? And I'm getting into, and not everything, by the way. I shouldn't, I shouldn't label this uh, as, a, as a complaining cast or as a ranting cast, because some of the times I'm ranting in a positive way, you know? It's not always skewing towards the negative. It just so happens that I'm very passionate about some of these subjects. Like, for instance, the new Buzz Lightyear movie. There's a movie about Buzz Lightyear. They finally decided to franchise it and give everyone their own origin story uh spinoff wait till woody's comes out in four years from now whatever 
They're all getting their own origin story. Wait till you see the Mr. Potato Head one. That's going to be crazy. He starts out just a little spud, uh, and uh, it turns into a whole thing. But Twitter exploded when Buzz Lightyear, when the trailer got released. And so many people are comparing what Buzz Buzz Lightyear looked like. They're talking about the fact that Tim Allen's not the voice anymore. They're like, he looks so different. And... um, a lot of the people are, there. a lot of anger is met. And this kind of has happened was when Space Jam came out. A lot of people were like the, well, I'm not sure about this. Better be good. This better be good. That's all I'm going to say. And it's like, hey, 36-year-old, <laughs> this ain't for you. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the Buzz Lightyear movie for seven-year-olds, Okay. So let's find a seven-year-old and go, hey, do you want to see the new Buzz Lightyear movie? What do you think about it? And he'll go, uh, uh, yeah, I guess. And then you go, great. And then that's who the movie's for, and that's who it's for. And it's not for you, so who cares? What do you, I'm sorry that, you know, Boss Baby wasn't gritty enough for you. Who are these people that decide that they're going to they're gonna get upset and grade children's movies on the same scale as adults? You know what? Let's get Scorsese in for the next Boss Baby. That way... You know, gritty, it can get that gritty kind of Rolling Stones cocaine feel to it that was so obviously missing from the franchise before it. But these are people that they're just trying too hard. And I hate, I was trying to think of a good name for people that are like this, that take to Twitter and complain. And really, honestly, first off, if you think you're a movie critic, you're a loser. If you are a movie critic, loser, you know? But if you if you take to Twitter and you're not even professionally paid to be a movie critic and you're still giving your fucking reviews of it, then biggest loser. So uh, I, I the only thing, because I'm like, you got, an element, you got elements of losers, you got elements of trying too hard, and the only name I could come up with for those types of people, and this is what I'm going to label them from here on out, they're a stinker, all right? They're just a... Here's my review of you. Thumbs down. You're a stinker. Any of the anyone who's grading movies on Twitter, stinker. Social media, stinker. Grading children's movies, stinkeroony. How about that? You're fucking out of here, dude. You're out. You're out. And so fuck those people. There we go. Fuck the fuck that person, the stinker. All right? Cheers to you. God damn, this is a good margarita. This is one of these margaritas I can tell, Nicole, it's going to give me energy. I disagree. I feel like it's going to get me blackout. (laughs) I did have a heavy hand in the pour. Nicole, what do you think about this Buzz Lightyear? Do you have any rooting interest in the Buzz Lightyear movie? Um, I haven't seen the trailer or anything. He looks hot, though. The Buzz Lightyear. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Well, who is he? Is it Chris Evans that's supposed to be? I don't know. Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris, good-looking white guy action hero blank you know i don't know it's one of the chrises i guess but i uh i don't care like i probably won't see it i didn't see space jam the said the the sequel and everyone's like it was so bad it was awful it, i mean it, lebron should be embarrassed it's like i'm pretty sure lebron made like 30 million dollars doing that and now he has a movie to show his children and he can be like i was in a children's movie did 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 we take a poll on children did children tell us that Space Jam sucked or did children have a real fun time at Space Jam, the sequel? If that's the case, shut the fuck up. Like, let the children enjoy their movies. You know, who cares 
We should. That's what we should do, Nicole. We should start a panel of children who review children's movies. Let's find little Siskel and Ebert and get them, just put them in suits with little bow ties, make them sit on those director's chairs that are too high so their feet have to just kind of go back and forth and dangle like that. Let's do that. Let's get little baby Sis and Ebs and then just have them. And then when they like something, they'll be like, cool, you know? And then when they don't, they'll be like, it was okay. Like, because kids, no kids have like a hard opinion. Anytime a kid has a hard opinion, they stare at their feet. Do you notice that? If you're like, do you like Elmo? And they go, yeah. And then you go, do you like uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And they go, <laughs> um, no. You know, they, just, they, 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 they don't really have hard opinions on anything. They're very, they're very malleable. You could change a kid's mind on anything. You're like, do you like oxygen? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oxygen stinks, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, you, you fucking little, just have a spine, would you, child? All right? Make your own opinions. Stop trying to stop trying to just agree with the group, all right? You're such a little, you're such a little, you know, you're in the rat race already, man, you know? Be a free thinker. I don't know what I'm saying. It's too early. Mm. All right. But speaking of stinkers, let's let's go on to another fuck that person right out the gate. Um, and that is people who make their Venmo transactions public. Um, they're, these are the same people that are accountants by day and then come to a comedy show and then come up to me after a comedy show and they're like, you know, everybody says I'm like kind of the funniest guy at my office <laughs> and that I should probably like pursue it. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm thinking about it. I just, I don't know. You know? And you're like, I don't know, because I guarantee you this, you're a stinker, all right? And I don't mean to keep using it. It came out naturally, and it felt right. And it's just, and that's, they're awful. It's like, you know, anyone that's anyone that sends, uh, you know, first off, why is there a bank app that is showing transactions? That seems ripe for the picking in terms of getting, you know, getting, uh, you know, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Identity theft or just stolen or hacked? Any of the, and take any of those words. That's what I feel like it is. But I don't like the idea that you can see people sending money and what they sent it for. It's such a weird thing in general to try to add a social media element into it. But also, no one ever is just like, for coffee, you know? They have to put like the eggplant emoji <laughs> for gay sex. <laughs> you know, And they put like the little raindrops like come and you're like, oh, Wow. So good. So good. And I bet you're like unironically saying that's what she said, you know, and you're not doing it in like as an homage to Michael Scott, you know, who kind of made that cool again. If you're because people think if you're saying that's what she said now, people just assume you're doing like a Michael Scott, you know, homage. but if you're doing it before that, you were just an asshole. And that's what I feel like anybody who does that, you know, with like $15 for gay sex. And you're like, I, I don't. I don't know if there's a a physical uh, punishment that I could see inflicted upon you that would be enough for me. You know, like if you're like, we're going to we're going to electrocute his nipples and I would go, that's a start, you know, but let's get higher. And they're going to be like, we'll waterboard him. And I go, what else? Uh, how about we'll we'll peel off his fingernail and you go one at a time, nice and slow and let me watch. That's what I say to anybody who makes a public Venmo transaction. Fuck that person. 
Cheers to everybody else who's not there. And if you are a person who watches the show and who does that, there's still time to change. You can grow, but better start now because I'm coming for you. Mm. All right. Terrible idea. Chewing ice. I knew it. The second it entered my mouth, it was going to be a problem. But um, another thing that's been in the news uh, this week has been... And Nicole, I guess you said you didn't know about this story. I teased it to you. We did a little a pre-show tease meeting. And um, there was a hiker who went missing for 24 hours. And um, he was missing for as long as he was because the police were trying to contact him. And they were calling him over and over again. But they were calling from an unknown number. And so he didn't answer it. And so he ignored all of the calls and was out there. He got lost on a trail. The sun went down. He got all confused. So he spent the whole night kind of bouncing around, looking what sort of trail he should go on or whatever. And, and he eventually found his way back. And then the internet was like, what a fucking idiot, blah, 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 this kind of stuff, and I can't believe it. And I have so many problems with this because, number one, I don't blame this man at all. At all. First off, 24 hours, not long enough to even file a missing, per- missing persons report. So I don't know what, co- how, what kind of a slow day it was at that precinct that they're like, yeah, let's do it all points bulletin. Secondly, don't call me from an unknown number, all right? If, if, there's, if the person who was like, I'm calling the police because I'm, I don't know where my friend is and I'm worried about them, well, then call me from that phone, all right? Because there's nothing worse than being lost in the wilderness, worried for your own survival, and then getting calls from bill collectors. I'm not about to answer that. Also, if he was really that lost and it was that much of a problem, but he still has cell phone service, wouldn't he call somebody and be like, hey, by the way, I'm totally fucking lost. I think he was a hiker guy who was like, you know what? I'm lost. This is my little Bear Grylls moment, you know? This is my little man versus wild. I'm going to figure this out on my own and be a little a bushwhacker, you know, and just go around and try and figure my own shit out. And it was fine. I mean, he, he, he ended up coming, figuring out himself. They never needed to come help him. But the police were like, please, in, in, in life and death situations, please answer your phone if an unknown number is calling you. And you're like, I probably won't. You know what I mean? Like, here's the, if it's a life and death situation, I'll be on the phone before you're calling me. I'll tell you that right now. I'll be sending text messages to people. I'll be also maybe just opening Google Maps. I mean, that's probably another option. You know, Google the trail I'm lost, and then you could zoom in. Again, if he had enough for a, for a cell phone service to get a call, he had enough to get GPS, wouldn't you think so? But people were really shitting on this hiker. But again, I don't blame him at all. I uh, I say good for him for having the willpower to be like, maybe he was one of those guys who was like, I'm going to stay off the phone this weekend. And then he's just going in his phone, in his pocket. And he's like, I want to check this phone so bad. I'm so lost. Oh God, I don't know what to do. But I promised myself I get off, I get off social media for the weekend. And so he's maybe off it. But I don't know. What, what would you do, Nicole? I, as soon as you started telling this, I realized I did see this, but I thought it was a meme because I was like, there's no way this is real. Like I just saw the headline and was yes. like, this has to be fake. I know, but it was a real thing. But the more you read about it, because initially you're like, man lost in the woods, doesn't pick up phone from unknown number. You're like, all right, that's, yeah, like you said, that's a meme. But then when you read it more, you're like, oh, he wasn't missing for that, you know, long. It's just like he was supposed to get there at 8 p.m. And then they were calling him by like midnight. 
And then he got he got there the next day. And you're like, whatever, he did it. I mean, this is this is not a, a story of what a dumb idiot that guy is. This is a this is a leave that person alone segment, is what I'm realizing. Leave that person alone, the hiker. Leave him alone. The man figured out how he figured out his own problem. We should be praising him. Praising him like a man who knows how to change his own oil and replace his tires and all that other stuff. You this is that was a that was a manly thing that that guy did. He didn't rely on technology. He's like, I'm gonna figure this out firsthand and I'm gonna do it. And that's great, you know? And um how it became the news, I don't even know how that became like, did you ever think about that, Nicole? Like how slow it has to be on the internet that day? Like it's one thing to be like the paper, the news is slow, but the internet has everything happening at once at all times. And for a story of that, like who gives a shitness to reach everyone and for us to know about it, that takes a lot of, uh, of social interactions, I would think. Yeah, it's just like man was not actually lost and got out fine is basically the news. Yes, that's my, and I think I've said this, I might have even already said this on this show, but that is my biggest pet peeve of people who tell almost stories. That's what I call them. This almost, I almost got in a car accident. Well, I know the ending. You didn't, so fuck off, you know? You didn't get into a, just lead with that. Hey, I didn't get into a car accident just now. I go, oh, me either. Look at that. Guess we were just driving, you know? So, all right, well. That's that. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to everybody who came out to Governors uh, at McGuire's in Bohemia this past weekend. That was so much fun. I did uh, I did two shows out in uh, way out in Long Island, like very close to where I grew up, and I hadn't been out that way in like year, five years. Or I mean, in doing comedy in that in more than that. But it was it was really cool. There's people from my block that I grew up on that came out and surprised me. It was a good turnout of friends. Um, and it's also so fun because Erica came with me and first off, uh, we go to this restaurant ahead of time, just like, it's just like, let's find just like an Irish pub nearby. So we find this bar, nice Irish pub, got great reviews or whatever. We go in there and it's just like, I forgot how 1987 Long Island is in some parts where it's just frozen in time it's just kind of like the big hair you know it's like three dollar drafts or it, like all of it is like i don't understand how this is only 50 miles from manhattan you know like it's a and uh you know and i'm going there being like we're like man this bar must be this bar restaurant must be like 30 years old it must be one of these staples of the community and then we get the menu built in 2017 what how what what are you crazy? How? It all look it all looks like it's like a time war. It's all like that brown warm wood, you know what I mean? That old like wood paneling everywhere, you know? So, uh we go in there and we just have a classic middle-aged woman, Long Island woman as our waitress who has the entire restaurant as her section and she's running around with like medium wet hair you know what i mean like she definitely took a shower and then just went right to work and so it hasn't dried yet and but like who did she you know she doesn't care who she tried to impress fuck you you know she so it's like it's like part of it you're like i respect that you know but at the same time you're like yeah, get your life together and then uh she she comes over and like her whole attitude which is i love which is like, i didn't realize i missed this is like what i grew up with it's just people who work in the service industry who are just over it you know, they're just 
They've had it. They've had it with you. They've had it with everyone. They've had it with this whole godforsaken industry. And I look at, I'm looking at this menu, and this food menu looks like it was if I opened a restaurant and they were like, Mike, what's everything you'd want to eat? It was one of those where I'm like, every single thing looked delicious or like looked like something I would like. So I go, I'm having such a hard time. So I settle on, I go, you know what I'm going to do? They got some specials. They got a special soup. They got beef barley soup. I'm like, I haven't had beef barley soup in a long time. There's a little cold chill in the air. I, I'm one to fancy myself around a cup of beef barley. I know my way around a good one, you know? So I'm like, you know what? Irish bar, they'll probably do a good cup. I'll do a cup of beef barley soup, and then I'm going to go to get a Reuben. Boom. Nice Irish meal. Close it. Waffle fries. Happy hour draft. Let's go. So the woman comes over. I, she goes, you guys ready? And she's like, she's also like delivering drinks to other tables while asking us. And we're like, yes, when you're ready, you know? And then she comes over and I go, um, and I go, this is the exact interaction. I go, I'll have the beef barley soup. And she goes, nope. That was it. She just said, nope. And then I go, oh, okay. Do you not, do you, why? And she's like, I don't have that. And I go, oh. Okay, because it says the specials right on the board here. So, okay, uh, I guess I'll get the giant Bavarian pretzel then. I panicked and pivoted to that. <laughs> and then uh, and I go, and I'll take a Reuben. And she goes, okay, great. And then she goes to Erica, and she goes, what do you want? And Erica goes, I'll have the ahi tuna salad. And she goes, nope. And she just literally, like, there's no, there's no pleasantries. There's no, like, sorry, I'm out of that. It's just, it's like we're on a game show and we guess the answer wrong. You know, just show me ahi tuna. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, sorry about that. Better luck next time. How about you, Mike? I gotta try the beef barley soup. Bing, 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 bing. You know, like, it's just, it was, I've never seen anybody just go, nope. And then Paul, and then just wait for me to figure out what that means. And then I thought she was just scolding me. Like, no, you haven't earned the beef barley soup you've you can have the pretzel but i need to see i need you need to clean your room before you get the beef barley soup it was insane i would be like i was like can i get the 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 corned beef uh, you know because it was like they were gonna put corned beef and pastrami I go can i get it without the pastrami and she gave me a look like i mean i don't know how we're ever gonna make that work but you know we'll give it a shot you know as if i was asking by the way, is there a place in the kitchen where you can launch me into space? Can I go? Can I go up there with Elon Musk real quick before my before my uh, Bavarian pretzel comes out? And so I ended up. Yeah, we got the pretzel, very delicious. Uh, I got the Reuben, one of the worst I've ever had in my life. Very unfortunate. I had to. It was. It was like I was eating the tongue of a shoe. It was. It was. I. I bit into it. The whole piece of corned beef came sliding out of the sandwich. And then as a joke, I took one corner of it, put my canines, sunk them into the other corner of it, and pulled to just to illustrate to Erica how ridiculously hard it was. And it didn't break, by the way. It never broke. Corned beef should be like butter. Like you can break it up with your tongue. I was like, like a dog toy that I had. And then, of course, like a coward, she came over a minute later and was like, how is everything? And I'm like, so great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just was so sick of getting yelled at. I couldn't get, I couldn't afford to be like, actually, I don't really like this. Is there any way I can? Nope. You know, so I, I didn't want that to happen. So I just, uh, just ate, filled up on pretzel. So that was what I did. And then the next day, we went somewhere else uh, for food. So Long Island, you son of a bitch. I missed you. 
And I really miss that energy. That nope energy. Oop. That was fun. I said <laughs> nope, burp, oop. Nope, burp, oop. Energy. I missed it. All right. We're moving on. Is that how it is? Is that how it was up in Binghamton where you grew up, Nicole? Um, not, well, I don't, I don't think so. But I, like, a lot of my family members were, like, people who would send things back. So I'm super passive and will never send it back no matter how bad it is. Yes, there are, there is a fine line. I, I don't send stuff. It's, it depends what it is. Like, I, I'm, it depends on the day. It depends on what the meal is. It depends where I am. You know, if I'm in an Irish bar and, the lobster, uh, you know, the the lobster meal that I ordered isn't up to par. That's on me. You know, like if you order lobster at a diner, you know, people would be like, I ordered the crab cakes. And if for some reason they weren't good from this place that had 450 options. for, Well, then that's on you. But if you order like if I order a grilled cheese at a diner and the cheese is cold in the middle, I'm gonna send it back. You know, it's all it's all it's all based on the things. But also having worked in the service industry. I am very hesitant to send stuff back. And when I do send stuff back, even when they're completely wrong, I could be like, you know, give me a burger with, uh, you know, with no lettuce and tomato on it. And if it's all filled with lettuce and tomato, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't want the lettuce. I'm so sorry. Because I don't want anyone in the back to spit on it. You know what I mean? I just don't want spit in the food. Uh, and so I apologize profusely for their mistake. But for that, I'm like, I'm not going to send it back. There's no better corned beef back there. That was as best as Long Island was going to do. My be- my only other option would be like, can I get, you know, deep fried chicken tenders or something like, you know, someplace that you just can't fuck up. But I know what you mean. Sending food back. There was, uh, we went out to uh, eat recently with Erica. We went out to this really nice Italian restaurant in the city. And Erica was talking about, getting the um the the soup of the fish which is just a little like it's like a fish stew kind of a thing and uh and she ordered she was talking about ordering it the whole time we were there and then she I was I actually went outside to take a phone call when she ordered it I came back in when the food came they brought her frutti de mar which is kind of like a it's a seafood dish still but it's over pasta and it's it's different it's different and she was like ah this isn't what I ordered but it's fine. And I was like, no, no, no. Like in this situation, you know, you ordered the right, you know, you wanted to order that you ordered it. So let's, let's stick to it. And let's just tell them. So the woman comes over and she's like, how easy everything. And we're like, oh, actually the, this, she ordered the wrong thing. And this woman does something I've never seen in my life as a person who relies on tips to say, she goes, no, you didn't. She just tells Erica, no, that's what you ordered. And Erica goes, Okay, maybe that's what you heard. Like, I definitely, I said like Zupa Depeche, but like, maybe that's what you, and she was like, listen, I can change it out, but like, you definitely said like Fruta de Mar or something like that. And Erica was like, it's fine. I'll just eat it. I had to be like, no, no. Uh, is it? If you're a server, you get one chance. Even like when I knew someone was completely wrong, like one of the customers, it's the customer's always right sort of situation. If somebody was, completely raw if I've, they were like i want spinach artichoke dip and then i brought them spinach artichoke dip and they're like i said buffalo wings guy you know they did something like that i go oh i'm sorry i thought i definitely heard you say spinach artichoke dip but no problem i'll get it right back to you and then you say your piece and make them know that that's what you think they said but you also apologize and bring it back and do the thing three times this woman's like that's not what you ordered 
I can get you a new thing, but that's definitely what you ordered. And then she started talking to, because I was with my mom and her friend, she started talking to my mom, her friend, and me about Erica in front of me being like, no, no, it's totally fine. I can totally switch out. It's not a big deal. It's just, that's what she ordered. So that's what she got, but I can do. And I was getting so mad for it. And Erica was like, not mad enough, in my opinion of it. But Nicole, in that situation, what would you do? Probably just panic. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I have no idea. I've never sent something back. I've never complained. Like, even if my like family says the tiniest comment to a waiter, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just apologize for nothing. I'll never do it. Sure. Sure. No. But in that situation, I was furious at this woman because the balls it took to be like, no, this is what you said. And it's like, by the way, you didn't write down our order. So <laughs> where is that? You know, like that's a that's a big pet peeve I have is, is servers who are like, I'll just remember it. And you're like, cool. Well, here's to hoping I have the simplest order of all time then, huh? What if I wanted to order six things and I have three uh, subs I got to make and, and, and I have an allergy to this that I got to take out? You're just going to remember that all in here? There's nothing worse than when you're like, you know, a build your own burger place or something and they're just going to, they're just going to fucking store it in the old memory bank and you have to be like, and immediately you go, I'll get it on, you, immediately you, your eyes start squinting a little bit. You're like, I'll get it on whole wheat. And they go, uh, lettuce, tomato, lettuce, tomato, uh, may, do you want to write this down? Do you don't want to write this down? Okay, because when it comes back wrong, it's going to be a waste of all of our time. So why don't we just write it down, you know? And I'd say 99 out of 100 times, people who don't write down the orders uh, get it wrong, you know? Unless it's like a place that has two options, like, Hot dog, hamburger, that's it. No substitutions, no ads. You just get a hamburger patty thrown in your mouth like a Frisbee from the grill, or you get a hot dog like on a stand, no condiments. No. Even though I was like, I'll get, a, I'll get a hot dog with sauerkraut, mustard, and relish. And then Erica's like, I'll get a, ha- a hot dog with, with ketchup and mustard. And then my mom's like, I'll get a, a hot dog with onions and mustard. and ho-. Already, I don't even remember what I said. If you just asked me to repeat it back, let alone what she could... I don't like these servers. I don't like these servers that do that and then try to accuse us. So, um, you know, they're not on the fuck that person list, but they're goddamn close, you know? They're goddamn close. Uh, Did you ever do something as a server to, like, fuck with someone's food? Uh, I did a lot of questionable things as a server. All right, Nicole? And I'm not here to be judged, but as a person who worked in everything from an Applebee's to uh, Cipriani, a fine dining $500 a plate French uh, restaurant, I can really say that I people are the same pretty much in all across all things. People are inherently bad. Uh, they're awful. They treat you terribly. Any any person who has any sort like the whole idea of like I'm serving you. Now, that doesn't mean you have to treat me like a servant. You know what I'm saying? They look down on you even though you know, you might you might be smarter than they are, but it doesn't matter because you're serving them, right? So, I did a lot of questionable things. I let's see, when I was at Applebee's, there were times where you know you'd order the appetizers, appetizer sampler, right? That was like buff, boneless buffalo wings, spinach artichoke dip with chips, and then you got like I don't know, maybe like a quesadilla and one other thing. There's like five or six things on the thing, and there would be times that people were like, "Oh, I don't like." you know, buffalo wings, and then they don't even touch the buffalo boneless wings. You know your boy be popping some of those in his mouth on the way back, because when when you're at Applebee's, you're your own busser and runner and server. So, like, you're bringing the dishes back, and if you're starving, 
working a six hour shift and people are just throwing away food. You're like, I'm not saying like if he's got a half eaten hamburger, start eating that. But sometimes you're like, this is clean, baby. This is this is like as clean as it's going to get, you know, and then you got to you gotta take a little bit off the top for yourself. Um, in terms of people's food, I've never spit in anybody's food. No, even the worst people weren't like I was more worried about getting caught doing that than anything else. But I'm trying to think of anything else I did. To, I mean, there was definitely times like food fell on the ground that I was like, oops, and then just put it back <laughs> like that. You know, that's I, that, that doesn't even come into my consciousness as like something to bring up because it's so normal in kitchens where you're like, sorry, you know, uh, if you wanted to not have your food go on the floor, don't be at Applebee's. So have you eaten at Applebee's ever? Guess what? You've eaten off the floor, you know? So if you're a germaphobe, you're, you know, you're not eating good in the neighborhood. You're eating off the floor of the neighborhood. That's what you're doing. So that's their new slogan, which actually brings me right into a perfect thing. This is a fan submitted question. And all of you guys can submit questions at, uh, at snarkypodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram. But I prefer snarky. It would just, it would keep it all in one place for me. Snarkypodcast at gmail.com. Send me some topics you want me to rant about or things that piss you off. Um, and this is actually goes perfectly right into it. Um, which was submitted by uh, Alex. And he says, the boss who can't do your job or tries and fails but still acts high and mighty or bosses who treat you like a child. And that is kind of exactly what uh, has happened with me with when I worked at Applebee's. Because, you know, some of the places you work at, and actually it kind of goes for all restaurants in general, but like I w- nobody works in restaurants because that was their goal. You know what I mean? Like that was never anyone's like, I can't wait till I get out of college and I get to go work in a restaurant. Like that's not, it's a, it's a temporary period. It's a setback, most likely, you know? It's a way to just get some cash coming in. And so anytime I worked at restaurants, I got, I have a real problem with authority to begin with, but I have a particular problem with authority in restaurants because some restaurant managers, like the one I had at Applebee's specifically, would really treat you like an idiot, which was so enraging because you're like, listen, there's still a chain of command that has to exist. So I understand you can't just, you know, say fuck off to your to your general manager or something. But like my general manager, I think, was like doing night classes to get her GED or something like that. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a whole like whoever edu- if whoever's a higher educated person is smarter, but also like whoever's a higher educated person, probably smarter. You know, like that's how that's how school works for the most part, you know? And it's like, she hasn't been to college. uh, She hasn't been in school since she was 14 years old. I was like, I graduated three years, magna cum laude. I feel like I should be given the benefit of the doubt to like not explain to me the difference between a juice and a soda, you know? Like when they're like, actually, so this is orange juice and this wouldn't be under the soda category, but Sprite, what do you think that's under? So correct, good job, great job on soda. And you're like, how, but also, to give her a little bit of credit, she was managing drug addicts for the most part. It was mostly, I've never seen so many people doing coke and selling drugs than I did working at Applebee's. And it's just like, there. and I met some friends that I'll have for life at that place, mostly drug dealers, but they're, they're good-hearted people. But it is funny because a lot of young people work at Applebee's too. I get that, like 16, 17-year-olds. But managers are just in general, anybody who acts like they're better than you because of their job title and also kind of flexes that upon you. And then if they couldn't do your job, 
is really shitty. I, uh, that really bothers me. Nicole, what do you think about that? Um, I, yeah, it bothers me a lot, too. I had a boss once that would, like, dictate emails to me, like, how to write emails, which is just such, like, a baseline thing that, like, I know how to write. I'm a full-grown adult. Yeah. And I take pride in my emails, so it hurt my feelings. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, and we're we're in agreement. So, thanks, Alex, for submitting that. Um, we have we have some other fans submitted uh, questions, and I think these are just going to grow. So, everybody, again, send some in, even if it's one thing, and it doesn't even have to be something that piss you off. If you know me at all, the more you watch this show, you'll realize the things that piss me off, and then you can uh, you can be like, I think this will piss you off. What do you think about this? Um, but here's some others. Uh, Courtney said she had a friend that was on a plane. And it dropped in altitude, and then their masks dropped from that. And then she was asking me, do they stay down the whole time? I guess this wasn't so much a question so much as it was asking me aviation protocol. And uh, that I don't have the answer to, but they definitely stay down. Like, once they drop down, they don't, like, like sit back up. And I don't think there's a button to, like, wind. I think they're just down now for the rest of the ride. And here's the thing. That to me is where the fun begins. You know, if if my safety is not in jeopardy and it just like drops and it was just a little bit of turbulence for five or so minutes and now all the masks have dropped and they don't go back up. Well, guess what, pal? That's the sound of money dropping from the overhead compartment. That's what I hear. OK, masks are dropping. You're telling me now I get to take pictures of this for my social media and complain about it to Delta Airlines. Sounds like I'm getting a round trip flight to Tuscany, courtesy of Delta. That's all that sounds like. Dude, I would, there was one time we were on uh, an airlines, you know, I forgot, probably Spirit or some, you know, rubber band wound up a plane and they, the, the plane hit the tarmac when it landed and screeched so hard that all of the little like life preservers from under the seat went flying out and kicked our feet and would like stayed unvelcroed and unattached from the thing. And even that we got a credit for because they're like, we're so sorry. Because if things are dropping from the ceilings because the plane thinks that you're all about to crash, then that means someone's doing a bad job. You know, like it's it's the pilot, it's the co-pilot, it's I'll blame the stewardess if I have to. I don't know. It's somebody's fault, but it sure as shit ain't mine, and I'm going to get recompensated for it. That's what I found out. Anytime you stay on the phone 20 minutes or longer, they have to give you a little discount. So you just stay on there all day, and you just, manager, manager, let me talk to your manager, supervisor, whatever, and then they just go, well, sir, I'm the supervisor. No, you're not. Who's your supervisor? Just hold one second, please. You know, then they make you, you know, then they do it, and then you get get stuff. So just stay on the phone and complain. But yeah, if, if that happened to me, I would 100% get like a ridiculous airline. And I would be going business class to Tuscany, by the way. I'm not going in coach, not after that old fiasco last time, you know? So I'm going, I'd really make a whole thing. I'd say I have a heart murmur. It was a condition that they agitated. It would be, I'd be like, and a, and a trip to Tuscany in business class round trip is far, far less of a payment than the hospital bills you will incur if you don't meet my demands, you know? I wouldn't say meet my demands. That would be very ransom-esque, but um, I would send them an email with clippings cut out of letters of magazines. Um, All right. Thank you very much for talking about that, Courtney. Uh, Sarah said to talk about people who back into a regular spot. Now, I'm a little confused as to what that means, because I'm not sure if she's... Because I I have thoughts on both, okay? 
So if it's people who back into a normal spot, and we're not talking about parallel parking, we're talking about just backing into like a uh, like a you know at a grocery store, you're back into the spot instead of front pulling in like everyone else. Those are people I don't trust. I don't trust those people whatsoever because it's like, why? What are you doing? Why are you set up to make a quick escape? You know, like what are you? Who's? What are you about to do that you like were like, I got to get out of here in a hurry. I don't have time to reverse and then go out. I got to just peel out of this bitch. And you're like, what are you up to? You know, what is something suspicious about you that I don't trust? And you definitely got trust issues. And I bet you're not in a long term relationship because something about that feels like you're nomadic in nature. You know, I don't trust those people. But if you're talking about people who who are backing into a regular other into a parallel parking spot, then that's the only way it should be done. If if you're a person who tries to front pull into a park, let's not even say parallel park, okay? If you if there's if you're parking on a side street and there's a car in front of you and no cars behind you in the parking spot, I'll still pull up to the side and do a parallel park situation because that's the only way to really line it up. If you go front pull in, then it's never gonna be right. If you're a person who front pulls in May I suggest taking the binky out of your mouth? Because you are a baby. You're a little baby. I hate people who front pull in, especially to parallel parking. From people to front pull into parallel parking, I expect to see like a, you know, uh, learning driver little sign on the top of the car. You know what I mean? Where they're like, it's a driver's ed course or something. Because that is driving and parking 101, especially in New York City, which is, again, the height of driving. Like you have to be such a good driver. This is a professional driver city. 90% of the cars are Ubers and Lyfts and the rest of us 10%, we can't go getting delayed with your front pulling in bullshit. All right. And this city alone is like, you got to know how driving in New York is so different than driving anywhere else. Like using a blinker in New York city is a sign of weakness. I don't know if you guys know that, but if you use a blinker and you want to get into the left lane, Whoever's in the left lane sees that blinker and goes, oh, no, fuck that guy. And then just starts speeding up so that you can't get in. I don't know why they do that. So you have to start going into the lane. And as you go in, you hit the blinker like I'm in. You know, that's what you have to do because people are bad people, as I've mentioned, and they're monsters and they deserve hell, you know. And if I could just have the James Bond sort of thing where you press a button and then it drops all the little like jacks and little like spike strips out of the back of your car how cool would that be every like if every car had that like three times over the 10 years that you own it if if three times over those 10 years you could press a button and the asshole who's tailgating you just gets just four flat tires right away that would make me so and even if they're like you have to incur the cost of their four flat tires worth it worth it at any price because just to see them shaking their fist out in the window as they get smaller and smaller in my rear view that's a dream of mine that's a regular occurring dream of fantasy that i have and hope to someday achieve will you help me figure this out nicole absolutely okay enough said um and uh do we have something else oh um ch submitted this and I guess he heard me talking about this on Real Ass Podcast with Lewis, but uh, he loves mosh pit stories. And he was saying I had some good ones. And I think I do have some fun ones. So there was a, I mean, mosh pits are 
such an exciting, terrifying thing because again, it, it's full adrenaline, it's full fight or flight, and you don't know what to expect. Like you could take one step in and get all your teeth knocked out, or you could go in and knock someone's teeth out. It's really just, there's no like, it's not like a one-on-one fight where you go, here are my odds against this hulking man. Instead, it just goes, fists are going to be flying. Here's just to hope it. And then you go in and you, I like to just spin as much as possible. So I'm a moving target. Um, the first mosh pit I was ever in was uh, the Wall of Death, which was in, was at Lamb of, it was at Ozfest. I saw Lamb of God. And what they do is they separate the audience down the middle, like parting the Red Seas. And then like Braveheart, they count down and both sides run full force into one another. And um, again, you can pull up a video from that at OzFest. Maybe I'll put it right here over my shoulder. I don't know which. I think it's over this shoulder. I'll put it over this shoulder. So, Nicole, you can add that in and post. Whoa, isn't that crazy? And then look at that. Oh, he's dead. I don't, you know, I hope that lines up in post. Good luck. Um, but, you know, there's a famous video of a guy who's standing in the middle of the wall of the in between in that little you know parting of the seas he's just standing in the middle there just a fucking tough guy and then the collapses on him and you never see him again ever 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 and he's just he's dead and he should be because tough guys get killed you know and so that happened there uh, uh another time uh, i remember going to a mosh pit at uh, again, the, all of these actually i think were at ozfest but different ozfest over the years cuz that they always had obviously more metal so those were scarier mosh pits than like warp tour or bamboozle or any of those types of bands and ozfest it's like you know i've seen hate hate breed was a horrifyingly scary uh thing that was just basically you know 250 pound white guys that are just skinhead bald and i don't know if that's you know related but it sure as hell checks out with a lot of their political opinions and uh you know and and long beards and they were just just it that felt more like being jumped than it was actually being in a mosh pit but i've seen a guy the band member threw out a drumstick and someone tried to reach to grab it and as they grabbed it somebody else pulled down so hard that it shattered this dude's thumb. Like I watched his thumb go from here down to here. And then the guy was like, yay, I got the drumstick and ran away. And the other guy's like, ah! you know, it's, it was like 12 PM. You know, it was like, the, it was like one of the first concerts. It was one of the first bands playing that day. And, uh, and that guy just had a shattered thumb and he just fully, the other dude fully ignored the fact that he just wrecked a guy's next three months of his life in order to steal a drumstick from a who the fuck knows who drummer. And uh, that was pretty crazy. I also, I mean, my favorite one though, I was at, we were at OzFest. I think we were waiting to see, it might've been Ozzy or someone coming on and, uh, or maybe it was Black Sabbath. I'm not sure, but we were in the mosh pit and what happens in mosh pits especially during comedy festival, I mean, comedy, during like festival, music festivals, especially during hardcore music festivals, is a lot of times there's that down period in between bands where they have to reset the stage. And so people really start getting a good spot to see the band. And so people pushing in and it's getting a little, a little more packed. But they get bored very easily because they're all degenerates, you know, in their 20s or whatever. So people start throwing things one by everyone's just throw it. And it became this people started throwing plastic water bottles because they had these, you know, 
Dasini plastic things. And people were taking like half full bottles, you know, and just whizzing them at people. And they're just hitting. And I actually took a picture with a disposable camera that I had at the time of all of the bottles, it just looked like, you know, like bow and arrow, like a fire, a midi- medieval war battle where there was just bottles and bottles and bottles flying in the air. And, you know, I'm tall, so I was always kind of like sticking out. My head's always above everybody's shoulders. So I am very much privy to attack. So I'm trying to like kind of duck in to get my head in. I got hit a couple times, not hard, but just enough to be like, God damn, it's so annoying, you know? And I, I of course, once I got hit, just a classic, you know, social uh, experiment case where now I got hit, so now I'm hitting somebody else because goddamn if I'm the only one that's going to be hurt, you know? So I reached down, I grabbed the bottle, and I jumped in through because I tried to get it, you know, I'm like, I'm going to jump and throw it far so that way I can't be traced because coward. And I, I throw it as hard as I can, but I let it go too low into my release point. So I wasn't a good pitcher because I, I should have let it go up here. I let it go down here. And it went probably six people in front of me and just went and just like pinged a guy in the back of his head with the cap of it. You know what I mean? When it's spinning and the hard plastic cap. And I watched it just just right off the back of this dude's head and bounced straight up. And then I ducked. Like I ducked, I I like crouched down in the crowd because I'm like, oh my God, we fuck, I fucking nailed that guy in the head so fucking hard. And I stay down there for, you know, 10 seconds maybe. And I'm talking to my friend and I go, dude, what's going on? What's going on? Is he fucking looking? Is he looking? And he goes, uh, Mike. And I go, what? And I stand up. I'm not kidding. This dude, he's like, you know. Maybe like, you know, he's probably six two or something because I wasn't t- that tall. He was probably only like my size, but I mean my height, but he was probably at a hundred pounds on me easily. Long ponytail hair kind of a thing, metal head. He was bulldozing through the crowd like like he was like a giant triangle, like like a snowplow. Like people were getting tossed aside and he was beelining it directly towards me. And I have a decision to make in that moment because I'm like, I know when I hit him, he had his back to me. So there's no way he actually knows that it's me. So my best move is to just be the deer in headlights and just act like, what's going on? Because how could he attack me? And I don't know what happened in that 10 seconds I was crouched. He knew it was me. And he came barreling through the crowd. He grabbed me by the shirt, ruffled it, picked me up, And his words as he screamed in my face were, I will take your fucking skull, is what he said to me. He threatened to take my skull off of my body and bring it home with him for dessert. He just, and of course he said it very angrily like this, but he, and I've never, I think I was like, okay, you know, like, what do you say to that? When someone threatens to take the skull off your body, you just go, you got it, man. You win. I don't know. Please don't. Like, what should I say? What can I say to leave my skull intact? You know, I'm like, we're all throwing bottles, you know, it was whatever. And the best part was, is while he was threatening me, another bottle hit him. And I saw him kind of like, just do that, like neck cracking, like, (laughs) you know, and then he let me go. And, you know, 
And I made sure to not go in that mosh pit because he was in there really taking his anger out on people, you know? He might have taken a few skulls during that show, but that was the scariest moment of my life where I'm like, I'm going to get my teeth knocked in and I kind of deserve it. But also it's like, that is my luck. There's there's 10,000 bottles flying back and forth and this guy's able to pinpoint. Someone narked on me. I bet it was my friend. He was probably like, eh, like this, you know? Like in Dumb and Dumber, where he throws the fucking salt, and then Jim Carrey's like, Ugh. he's like, Ugh. pointing at him. So that's probably what happened. Wow. I'm not going to eat this ice cube. Put it right back in for you guys. Quality. That's what this show's about. Um, great. Uh, again, you guys. MikeFeeneyComedy.com. Come see me on the road. I got dates coming up in, in Arlington in, the, in uh, early 2022, like January, February. I'm going to be in Arlington. I'm going to be in uh, Boston. So I got a bunch of dates in a bunch of new cities coming online. Uh, uh, Maryland, I believe. So just keep checking MikeFeeneyComedy.com for dates. Get those tickets when they go on sale. And, uh, you know, again, watch my, watch my comedy special, Rage Against the Routine. And Nicole, did we plug your life where people can find you? Uh, my Instagram is Nicole C. Lyons. There you go. Follow her on that. She, if you like any of my clips that you see from Instagram, maybe you are an Instagram follower or a Twitter follower, or you follow me on TikTok and you were like, I didn't listen to the podcast before. And then I saw that awesomely hilarious clip of yours from the podcast. Well, that's all Nicole. Nicole's not only the producer, she's the editor. She's, she's the, she's the last stand, you know, she's, she's the reason that it exists on the internet. If it wasn't for her, I'd be recording this. And then I'd just go on living my life and it would just stay on my memory card until it ran out of room and I'd delete it and do this all over again. And maybe that's what should be happening. You know, we'll decide. The, the internet will decide as, as life goes on. But um, again, you can always submit questions, snarkypodcast at gmail.com uh, or rant, not even questions, topics at, at that. Um, but I do want to get to this before we end because this is, uh, you actually brought this up, Nicole, and we didn't get to it last week, but I think it's, a great topic, which is airlines now having lower than economy. There's actually, they've, they've added a lower section than the lowest section that they, and I don't know when they did this. It feels like recently, but it used to just be like economy first class. And then all of a sudden it was like economy first class, business class, and now it's basic economy, which is first off, it's like so hurtful. Like economy is already a hurtful word. Like if you go to a rent a car place and they're like, do you want the sedan or do you want the, uh, the convertible? And you're like, can I have the economy car? They're like, um, okay, yes, yes. You can only afford $14 a day, huh? All right, well, you're in the day woo. Have fun, you know? Uh, I Basic economy coupled, uh, basic coupled with economy is so just, it's so very hurtful, isn't it, Nicole? <laughs> it seems like too much. Yeah, it is. My friend said that uh, it upsets her so much that she's just expected not to have any luggage or pay an extra $50. Oh, I hate that. Isn't that, And it's not even like, they've, they've gotten so cheap with that. It used to be like, if you're going to check a bag over 50 pounds, listen, it's a th they used to give you reasons. They used to go, well, if you're going to be over 50 pounds, you're adding more weight to the plane. So it burns fuel faster. The price of fuel is kind of high. So, you know, we're going to have to charge you the $50 to check the suitcase. And you're like, that sucks, but okay. Like, you, you, you broke it down for me, you know, itemized, so I can't really complain. And then 
Then they were like, if you want to bring a carry on, you're going to be in trouble, you know? And you're like, what? And then they go, oh, you know, I walked onto, you walk onto a plane now and they go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, sir. You didn't say you were bringing a plastic bag from the airport gift shop on board. Oh, no, no, no. That'll be 3846. And you're like, where did you get the number from? How did that work out? Show me the itemized thing where 3856 is the breakdown of how much it should cost to bring this weightless bag onto a plane with me. Every single time. And if they ever go, can I check your luggage? You know, can we check it? And I go, and I'm not talking like security. I'm talking about when they go, they want to tag it. And they're like, you could just pick it up. Isn't that cool? Because there's less room in the overhead compartment. I go, nope, I can't. You know, I got my insulin in there. I just start making up medical issues that I need it for. Uh, That's my bag is my therapy dog. You know, it's my emotional support bag. And if you take it from me, I will start screaming on the plane. And I don't think anybody wants that. You know, I'll start screaming about QAnon and everyone's going to have a real bad trip to Jamaica. You know, so I don't I don't like that. I also don't like that they've seemingly took out any shot at legroom. You know, like I, I'm just smelling my knees the entire way. My knees are up here as I'm doing, as I'm on the thing. Also, like Frontier Airlines, talk about a dog shit. I know Spirit gets a lot of shit, but Frontier is even shitty. Frontier, the seats don't even recline, which I didn't know was a possibility. Like, remember, you? there was once in a while you'd book a flight and you'd book the last seat in the plane right next to the bathrooms, which already you hate yourself for, but then that doesn't recline. So it's like already you can't recline and you're near the stinky bathrooms. But Frontier, you could be seat number four. You could be in the fourth aisle and it just doesn't, you just have to sit straight up like a psychopath the entire time and just sit straight, posture correct for the entire three hours of your flight until you get there. And it feels like this wood table. That's how with like a thin piece, a piece of leather this thick, drape it over it. And then they're like, this is what we call a chair. And you're like, I don't care for you, you know? Um, So I hate them. I hate them so much. And I think that time during the pandemic, they really panicked because there were a lot of them were going to go out of business and they didn't know what to do. And then they were like, now, you know, they were doing that for a very brief time. They go, we just want you guys back on airplane so bad. We, we won't even book the middle seat. And everybody kind of had that thing of, well, all right, we'll score one for us. Huh? It's about time. We finally get a, a little moral victory out of this. You know, we're getting gouged left and right by you guys. At least, Okay. Now we're talking. And then that lasted for four and a half weeks. And then they're like, now we actually added a second middle seat. So where the person has to lie across all, all the seats in the in the row. So if you're A, you have to have someone's head on your lap. And if you're C, you have to have their feet. So it's up to you, whichever you want to decide. But um, no, I, I'm over that with, with airlines. I'm a real picky airline boy. I'm a Delta guy. I'm a JetBlue guy. Outside of that, they're all suspect. Virgin's pretty good if you're on that, but that's those are like, I feel like I'm staying at a W hotel when I go on a Virgin Atlantic flight. It's like the they lower the lights. It's all purple. It's like an indigo bathroom. The fuck, you know, I'm getting served, you know, martinis up. You know, it seems very, I mean, it's what I was hoping that, you know, flying would be at this point, but they're also like, oh, you want to fly to Los Angeles from New York? That'll be $950 for coach. And you're like, get out of here. 
just get out of here, you know? What's your favorite airlines to fly, Nicole? I don't fly a lot, but when I go home, I do Allegiant, which is like, I'm sure, pretty close to spirit. Like, it feels kind of like cardboard inside, like a movie set. Like, it feels fake because yes. it's just so cheap. And then I flew JetBlue once recently, too, and was like, wow. This is so much better. Yeah, it's insane. Jet, JetBlue is great. They got they got leather. They got TVs. And it's like, I don't even care about the TVs. Just give me something to do, you know? Um, I did skip over one fan submitted question that I do want to get to. Um, and we can end the show with this, which is, someone said this bothers them. Being in line at a convenience store and getting stuck behind people who buy not one, but a bunch of lottery tickets, but haven't decided which ones they want. So it holds you up. And then they always seem to scratch them off cut the line and order more. This seems, in the beginning, I got you. And then this seems like a very specific problem you're having at a very specific convenience store. Although I will say, I do know that thing of like running into a gas station sometimes where you try to just pay with the car and they're like, see front desk or whatever, the, you know, see inside, see the, what do they say on the thing? Not see the front desk, see inside, see the clerk. What do they say on those gas station things when the credit card thing isn't working? See attendant or something. They'll say, see attendant inside. So you'll go inside and then you just want to be like, hey, like, you know, like $30 on pump six. And then, you know, you also, there's always that one person who's in front of you who's deciding, do I want to get win for life? Do I want to get lucky sevens? Do I want, you know, like, you're not, you know, your life's not changing today. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but like, this ain't the day. Best case scenario, you're going to win $400. And like he, this person said, you're going to get right back online and then buy more, you know? And so I, it's one of those things where you, scratch off tickets should just be in like birthday cards. You know, like those are good fillers, a filler gift where you go, I don't, I just, I don't want to give someone $20 cash. Let me give them four, $5, you know, lotto tickets or something like that. That's like a nice way to do that. But to be like, I'm going to play this every day. And I knew other people who like, I don't play the even number because every code on the reel has like an even or odd. And like, I don't play the even ones. The odd ones are the ones you win. All this dumb shit where you're like, it is, you know, I've never seen anybody rich from scratch off tickets. I'll just say that, you know, I'll say that. But now that I'm talking about this and the gas station attendants, something um, that also bothers me about the gas attendance is when you go in and you have to pay with cash or whatever or a card because it's not working at the thing. And you don't remember the pump that you're at. And you go like, and they go, what pump? And you go, oh, I don't know. I'm that, that one right there, that black car right there. And then they go, I, what, is that six? And you're like, I don't know, man. You work here. You can see, I get, there's, there's seven pumps total. I'm that one. What's that one? You know, like, is it, are you just taking everybody's word for it? Have you never committed this to memory? Maybe you should be like less like a bad server and write it down. And you go, that's pump one. That's pump two. Write my order down. And that way you'll know. Look at that. It all came back together in the end, folks. Huh? That's what we do here on the show. Um, and that is the show. That's snarky. Uh, this has been episode six. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. Uh, and you're all great. And I hope that you, you know, have yourselves a great week again, follow it on, uh, on Apple or anywhere, actually anywhere you get your, this is everywhere, right? Nicole. Yep. Everywhere you get your podcast, download, listen, share with some friends, tell 
some frets. For the love of God, I appreciate every single one of you who've left a review, who follows and watches and on YouTube and all that other stuff. And also, I don't want to discount this. I know that a lot of people are either ors. I would highly recommend doing both. A lot of you, maybe you're commuting to work on Tuesdays uh, or you're at work on Tuesdays when the show premieres on YouTube. That's fine. Listen to it on your way to work. But then I would, at some point that week, go back and watch it on YouTube because it, it, it enhances the show. Because uh, I think we're a great audio podcast. But when you watch it, Nicole's got killer graphics that are coming up that are really funny. You get to see my drink get lower, which explains exactly when the show goes off the rails. I've been done with this drink for 38 minutes, I think. So uh, it all, it all kind of checks out to watch the YouTube version. And again, just tell some friends, you're all the best. Thank you very much. Uh, until next week. Cheers, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>